Sorry. Sorry, I'm on cold medicine. I'm a little, uh, you know, more calm today. <sighs> Seem the same to me. Like, you know, folks like Eeyore, you know, a little Eeyore-ish. That's the general countenance. But you think you're the Thanks only one. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> you think you're the only one who is sick, who has a cold. He thinks he's the Monopoly man of sickness. I have a cold, and I'm going to blow my nose. <sighs> Just And I've had a cold. I'm on Dayquil, but I get no sympathy, folks. Well, Cliff, you are the one that did <laughs> sing a full 45-minute tribute to my, to Cher's new Christmas album yeah. earlier today. So I would, I, you know, I just thought you were better off since you had all that energy and and wind power from your lungs. Well, that's because I had so many cups of coffee right before that, so I was real cranked up and (laughs) ready to perform. You know, one of the great things about Cher's Christmas album is, you know, it's like if I made a Christmas album, because it has songs. (laughs) You have made a Christmas album. (laughs) I've made countless albums, but this is beside the point. You know, but if I made one, you know, a brand new one of all new material, you know, similar in the way I, you know, I don't, I don't have just a Christmas album yet. I have dozens of Christmas singles and countless Christmas parodies through the years, and you know, it's. I need a box set, frankly. I was gonna I, say I see an essential set coming. Christmas soon. box set under the tree is what I need. But Kendall, quit trying to derail me. I'm not. I will not be <laughs> derailed. But you know, shares Christmas album. It has some songs on it that you know. Her record company was like, Cher, you can't do that because it has uh, Christmas Baby Please Come Home. You know, the mm-hmm. uh, uh, deck the Baby halls. Please Come Home. Oh, yeah, but it's not like Christmas at all. Yeah. And then it also has uh, Please Come Home for Christmas. Bells will be ringing. The glad, glad news. And you know, some rubbernecking, pencil pushing exec was like Cher. These songs have almost the same title. What are you doing? And she said, Listen, Buck, I'm making a Christmas album. And then she just, you know, the rest was her story. And I think it's going to be one of the big, big Christmas albums from here on out. I can't wait. I think she's going to be sort of known with Christmas, like Bing Crosby and Michael Bublé, who's on the album, coincidentally. Oh, I got in the car with Susan's mother the other day, and she had it playing. And she said, oh, this is Cher's new album. And she said, normally when I'm in here by myself, I blast it. You gotta blast it. She you said, I sing loud up all, for everybody to hear. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And the only reason I'm not playing it 24 7 is because I'm interspersing some of this Dolly Parton Rockstar album uh, as well, because I gotta blast that. It's a good one. But it's any, a good one. Anyway, Kendall, you know, one of the great songs, one of the ones, maybe you saw it on there. I bet some record exec said, Share. Another cover of Santa Baby. Hasn't it been done? And she said, not the share way. And she did it, and I'll be damned. It's fantastic. She did it anyway. It's fantastic. So, and, so that's one reason to celebrate this song today. Kendall, would you please tell us about it? Maybe see how Webster's defines it. Who first recorded it? Was it the first time that Santa was sort of sexualized? Some sort of flirting for gifts happening? Well, Cliff, first of all, you know, as with everything else, there's a whole bunch of controversy. Oh, no. 
surrounding that song because people are like, oh, you know, yes, it's too sexualizing. And so some people are into it, some people aren't. But uh, it was released in 1953. What a wonderful year. Was, it was a great year. Was Eartha Kitt the first? <laughs> That's what I was just looking at, actually, because I, tr- I didn't know if... Of course, why would it why would it say that? Why would it say who the first person to sing it was? Who needs to know that? Who needs to know? Certainly she was the defining recording of But it. yes, Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. All That's right. her. Which she is did it first. So wonderful to you know, people like us, Kendall, real ones. We get to have Eartha Kitt at Christmas and at Halloween. Yeah. Well, when we, we do. watch Ernest Scared Stupid. So. We get a little bit of Eartha Kitt on all of our favorite holidays. More Eartha Kitt is one. Oh, I can't get started on the misogyny and the sexism of Hollywood. In the Eartha Kitt vehicles, we were no doubt deprived of over the years. But it's not what we're here to talk about today. Let's celebrate uh, Eartha Kitt and her wonderful song. Of course, Madonna did a great version. You got the share version. I'm sure there are other versions out there, but I think three of that caliber is enough. Also, RuPaul has a pretty good one, too, if we're being subversive, and we should be. And we should be. So tell me your vision. This was, you know, once upon a time, Barbara Streisand, she read this short story about a young woman who wished to study the Talmud. And she was inspired and she had a vision for a movie that would infinitely improve upon that story and make it so much better. And then it had songs and it was called Yentl. And so this episode in some ways is like Kendall's Yentl and it is his vision. So this is the time in the DVD commentary when I'm going to ask Kendall, remind me of your vision for this first half, we decided of this not episode. to do commentary after the point. We do it right in the middle of the episode <laughs> to keep things fresh. Listen, you know, um, we've broken so many barriers. Over, I think that this is the sweet sixteen uh, Christmas. I think this is our sixteenth Christmas on the air. If oh. I'm doing the math. From 2007, that was the first Christmas. Sixteen candles right? on our Christmas cake. Do the math. Add it up. Is, that, is this the 16th Christmas? Uh, um, did we do it the very first year? Didn't we have Christmas? 2007, Christmas was like our first episode after our, uh, you know, ho- oh, horrible pilot episode. <laughs> uh, well, 27 would be... Why math is really hard right now. <laughs> Let's count it out. Um, Seven. I'm eight, so sick. Nine, I'm just cold medicine. 10, <laughs> 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. I think this is our 17. Yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got. Yeah. 17th Christmas. Isn't that insane? <laughs> It's insane, but let's get back to my vision. <laughs> back. I don't know if that was part of your vision or not. Um, uh. Uh, my vision had a long intro by you, of course. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I, my vision was, especially after uh, we did the, the, you know, the countdown of the 12 days of Christmas and what made them best, which I had a great time on that show, as I do on every show. But uh, I was telling Susan about like the 12, I was like, did you know? Because I was like, we're thinking about, how many, you know, uh, partridge in a pear trees you get? It's a lot. After so many days of Christmas. Many. I was just surprised by the whole thing. So anyway, it, within that vein, I was like, oh, what's another Christmas song that we just love and hold so near and dear? And of course, this came to mind because of Eartha Kitt and, and our love for, you know, Halloween and Christmas yeah. and Eartha Kitt. And so I thought, oh, we should, we should talk about our what would be on our list that we're asking Santa for? Not not in the sexualized way that necessarily Eartha Kid is, but just what what is on our big list? You know, no uh, worries about like you know there there is no option for world peace. 
within this. So you can't ask for all that stuff. It has to be selfish ass that are big. Be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Kendall, that's all. My vision had a song of Cliff singing in the middle, and then in the second half, we're going to count down the actual items from Santa Baby. In the in the order from the least to best. <laughs> least to best. There you go. All right. Well, Kendra, obviously End of commentary. Peace on Earth is the only gift I want this year. And I mean what she's not you know, she's just kind of flirty with Santa, right? No, I know. I know, yeah. I, I'm I'm just saying like I'm like I'm like I'm just saying it's like our Christmas list that is not like things that you would do to like help somebody. Like obviously, like we would pick those because that's who we are. Like we help people. This is just our list of things. If if that was not an option and it was all just things that we wanted for us, that you know there was no limits to what we get. Because you know, did you actually know? Someone added up all the things from the list of items on Santa Baby. And it was like a billion dollars. Wow. So she's asking for a lot. So we're going to ask for a lot, too. She's asking for it. Well, it's not at all what I really asked you, but that's all right. That That's where you <laughs> went. Uh, it's well, fine. Isn't that what normally happens? Sick. And now, we haven't even talked about why we're sick. And that is, of course, two people that we love dearly. But they're the ones that got us sick, Mrs. Pot of Butter Butter Churn and Mr. Snodbob. Mm. They, we're up here. We came to drop them off at their romantic vacation cabin in the woods. Yeah. And they happened to get real sick, like, just as we were, like, kind of pulling up. And we were like, well, we're not leaving you. we got to make sure you're safe. So we're taking care of them. But now we're sick, too, of course. Well, you know, it's, it's still it's a nice uh, cabin. There's nice air conditioning and... They've got the cable television, and they even they have a Showtime, the horse race, and Cinemax. So, oh, sorry, I was something started playing Yentl, I think, because of your vision uh, for this episode. <laughs> but uh, there's, uh, you know, that's uh, speaking of Santa Baby. So I, I sort of looked at the where is it? Where is it here? Come on, uh, oh, the the list, and so. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to necessarily give away the list, but I, I was thinking like a, you know, what she was asking for, and I was thinking maybe I should ask for something, you know, something comparable to that, not just something way different. You know what I'm saying? I think so. You don't. It's all right. We'll find out <laughs> along the way. But so the first thing, you know, <clears throat> really, uh, that she asks for is a sable. And that's, a, you know, a fur, so something to wear. So I think what I would like is one of those, like, really cool uh, 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 jackets that have, like, the leather arms. And they say, like, Universal Studios on the back, have, like, a big Tweety <laughs> Bird or something. I think that would be fun. I think I got one of those. I'm sure you do. Well, listen, if it's, it's 12 sizes too big for anybody else, so let me borrow it. Huh. I, if it was 12 sizes too big for anybody else, then I probably would be wearing it. So it's probably way too small sitting in my closet. Yeah, so like a novelty jacket, I think, would be a fun thing for to get on Christmas morning from a sexual Santa. Now, I'm, I'm starting out a little bit bigger than you. But, hey, you could buy one of these. That's the thing I'm going to ask Santa for. One of those uh, jackets. You can get them here. Right, oh. At my... Very own theme park. I want the deed to my very own theme park. Oh. No, I don't want a duplex or checks. I want a deed to a theme park. Uh, all right. I mean, I guess if you can get a deed to a platinum mine, you can get. Cliff, are you kidding me? We, you and I could like go ride any ride we want to anytime. Front of the line, front of the line, pass whenever we want. <laughs> What's what's not to to love? I, I, did I say, but Kendall, there are things not to love about that. No, of course. Not. Your face said it all. No. Your face said it all. I'm just the kidding. Older, I'm just kidding. Uh, the older and fatter that I get, which by the way, no shame. Oh God, I'm so fat. I've just been eating 
uncontrollably for like a week. Something in my brain said, Cliff, it's now Christmas Day and you can now <laughs> eat accordingly, uh, you know, pies and cakes and uh, whatever else the Grinch stole without leaving a crumb. And that's like me mm-hmm. leaving no crumbs. But anyway, Kendall, I don't know why I'm telling you that. The next thing that, you know, she asked for, she asked for a 54 convertible light blue. And I think that would be nice. But if I'm going to have a vehicle, if you're going, if you're going big or going home for the holidays, then I, wouldn't that be that's a good name for a movie trademark trademark go big or go home for the holidays <laughs> no, yeah, don't. it'll be on TV next week <laughs> patent pending patent pending <laughs> but if you you know then might as well I'll get I want a uh, a Batmobile I want one of the oh yeah uh, see the, now now you're talking yeah I want the convertible kind like from the 60s TV show with Eartha Kitt as Catwoman, Ooh. that's a kind. Of, see, wouldn't that be fun? You could have the, the wind blowing through your hair, and it's so stylish, and uh, yeah, just like that. Like that's the, the ju- wind blowing through your hair, and just like that. Um, gosh, <laughs> that was- has anyone oh my seen my Vicks vapor rub? <laughs> I need to rub some on Mrs. Butter Butter Butterton's chest, boys. I can barely breathe. <laughs> oh, Kendall, look what you have done. You gave them this illness. I, I was not sick when we got here. I thought I think you were just one of those silent carriers. And <laughs> <laughs> you're No, but I was silent after I got sick. <laughs> you know what they call you, Kendall? Silent but deadly. <laughs> oh goodness dear. I just I, I I could really use some cough syrup. Do you have any do you have any in your bags, dear? Oh, I have some in my doctoral bag. Oh, dear. It's upstairs with my shaving kit. I have one of those large bottles of grape cough syrup, the extra strength kind that would give Funky and Opie when they just get good to sleep at night. Oh, the poor dears. You carry a doctor's kit? Oh, yes, boy. It's very useful. It has a... Pills, boys, you know, between us, Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butterton and I, we take over 48 pills a day. And so you have to have something big and expandable to carry them all in, Bower. Of course, you'll understand when you get older, Kendall Bower. <laughs> oh, it's such a helpful item, and there's even a compartment for an extra pair of underpants. <laughs> oh, well, that's, see, yeah, I would need an extra, a bigger compartment. For the underpants. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need a bigger bag. <laughs> need a bigger compartment. And so, you know, you remember the part in It's a Wonderful Life, the beginning when uh, the angels are, uh, you know, Mary and Joseph, or Joseph and God, I don't know who, I forget who, are talking to Clarence. Oh, the Lord, Savior, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, they were talking about the story, and it's maybe first when you see Jimmy Stewart as... George Bailey, and he's at the store, and he's buying a suitcase, and he says, "I want to want a big one," and that, and he raises his <laughs> arms out real wide, and that's how I would have to explain the underwear compartment that I would need in my doctor bag. I want a big one. And I want so, a big one so I could get them all, guys. Isn't that a Christmassy reference to <laughs> share with the listeners? Oh dear, why well, it's such a wonderful film and, and of course he's so very talented in that movie Oh yes, why well, I, I weep openly every year when we watch it, Sugar Lump you know, oh, Every time the angel gets his wings oh, 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 oh. It's just that he had been waiting for them for so long Bowers, his angel wings Bowers, Clarence oh, oh, oh. Even my Bowels are moved by the recollection, boys. Oh, oh, see, dear, now we're, we're really thankful we brought that doctor's kit. Yeah, you're going to need it. I hope you did you bring some extra paper towels in the paper towel kit. 
maybe. No, oh, there's always some in the kit, dear, of course. Oh, yes. I think we may need to go retrieve a few, dear. <laughs> Whoops. And we'll get you that cough suppressant as well. Oh, yes, yeah, and I'll make us all a round of tea with honey. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Sounds wonderful. That does sound good. All right, well, oh, there they go. Uh, oh, quite, quite. Do you have the, the, te- the tea kettle? <laughs> uh, she she needs to take the children and go back to town, I think, in, so they don't get what this illness is that Kendall has given us all. Oh, please. It's not my fault. And I, I'm sure if somehow we could probably trace it back, it'd actually be Charles's fault. <laughs> if we could just trace it back to patient zero, but why... Yeah. Why would we? Typhoid Charles. It's not my fault. I'm not to blame. It was the gypsy girl, the witch who sent this flame. It's not my fault if in God's plan he made the devil so much stronger than a man. Remember that great song from The Hunchback of Notre Dame on Disney Plus, <laughs> everybody. This has been brought to you by Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Cliff, well, see, <coughs> I loved your choice of a Batmobile. Um, you know I have to get my own uh, automobile reference in there because my car would, of course, be uh, a light DeLorean. Gray. A DeLorean, and let's go ahead and go big and have it. Go ahead and be a time machine, <laughs> like, equipped. Not, not that it has to actually travel through time, no. but that it is, like, you know, decked out to look like the time machine from Back to the Future. It wouldn't hurt if it would travel through time. I could no, think of, I mean, the hell, if you're a genie and you could make that happen too, I'll take it. Not an evil genie that we've been uh, wrong too many times. <laughs> you gotta watch them. Yeah, I think that sounds uh, awesome. Now, the next thing, you know, she asks for some uh, decorations from Tiffany. And I, of course, you know me, Kendra. I'm just a sentimental Midwestern mother. And I want my decorations from Hallmark Gold Crown. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what I would ask for. All the missing ones that I have missed over the years, or all the ones that oh, have, that's have a fallen idea, apart yeah. in the attic from the heat. <laughs> Once you get them back out and they've disintegrated. That is a perfect. That is perfect. Um, and much like that, but not on the Christmas side of it, my version of that is uh, a truckload of Funko Pops. Oh. Because, you know, all the ones that we've wanted or you couldn't find, yeah. uh, that's what I was thinking. Like, I would just love to get all those. And, of course, any set that we don't have all the, all, every one of them. And, I, you know, I want to get, like, just all the new collections. Just bring in that truck. Back it up with Funko Pops. Back it up. <laughs> I feel like I have a thousand. I have 10,000. I don't want any. I have 10,000 because <laughs> I can't. Like, I'm looking right now at this photo I have in a frame here in our booth of my Muppet Christmas Carol ones at home. And I'm thinking, you know, Earth, it it has so little time left and humanity. That's that's basically sums it up. (laughs) Humanity is peaked. guys (laughs) guys <laughs> it's it's whoa from here on out is the best you can you know say the top of it. the roller coaster right before your stomach <laughs> drops that's it right before your stomach uh, sends all the food back up through your throat <laughs> uh, that's where we're at it is you're gonna start getting choked up momentarily but nonetheless we are alive at a time when for some reason 30 more years later they said let's put out Muppet Christmas Carol Figurine pops and and I'll be damned. They're w- wonderful, <laughs> and I can't get enough. And I don't want a damn one more. But I'm sure that they will make something. Those genius bastards. Yeah, they yeah. they must have an evil genie working for their marketing department because they're like, I know exactly what to make that that everybody's gonna have to have. Why else would I have three Steves? From Stranger Things, I have exactly. three different ones, folks. And if they make five different more, I'm <laughs> sure you'll have five more. If only there were going to be that many more seasons. I, I, soon it'll just be like a flip book of all the seasons. I, yeah. Know. All right, kiddo, you said Funko Pops. Now that she would like a yacht, and I don't really want a yacht. Although, 
eh, ne, ne, ah. Uh. Oh, God. <laughs> I want, you said I can't have world peace, but I'll take an end to those instead of a yacht. Uh, no more of those horrible sounds coming from your oh. side of the booth. <laughs> Boy, I, I I couldn't even understand what you were saying because of all the belches you do on a daily basis. I, thought, what? I was like, I don't even, I can't even comprehend what you're saying. But you know that my belches are—they're just sort of fun and charming. They're just fun. But yours are, oh God. That's just great. Although that that <laughs> one that you, that one that was one of your better ones, I'll say. That one it had some meat to it, and <laughs> it was really resonating <laughs> through the booth. And I was afraid that uh, if they weren't sick, Mrs. Bottom and Mrs. Potter and Butcher <laughs> probably would have been back in here asking if we did a grave just open or what. But <laughs> so I can't even really complain. That was one of your better ones. But anyway, um, and also, you know, you're getting a theme park instead of a platinum mine. Oh, you know what I want? I want, oh, I want a mall, you know, like an 80s mall. Oh, yeah. And I want it to be, you know, like how Barbara Streisand's mall is, where it's all my stuff. Only I want mine <laughs> to be really as big as an actual mall. <laughs> and uh, and so I'll just go from store to store and see all the as things and all the little setups and all the little seating areas and the different lighting arrangements and uh, you know, all the different neon signs and stuff and all the different mm-hmm. posters of Steve on the wall. And, uh, you know, just like a big mega version of our store, Cliff and Kendall's Playhouse. I was going to say, you already have a store in a strip mall, so. Well, so we'll close. Put, we can open a, our actual store in one of the stores in my mall. We'll just have to make sure yeah, that everybody knows absolutely. the rest of the stuff is not for sale. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter going to need one of her stores in there as well. Well, we'll allow certain, mall. certain people <laughs> to get to come in. Christmas decorations. Oh. I love them. Love them. Uh, Eartha Kitt, she asked for Christmas decorations bought at Tiffany. Tiffany. I prefer my Christmas decorations bought from the Apple Store. Uh. So, you know, it could be gift cards. Those look nice in the tree. Um, you know, it, it, you get iPads, uh, iPhones, I'll hang them like ornaments. Uh, there you go. Whoa. <laughs> uh, you know, she wants a duplex, and I think I would rather have a deluxe apartment in the sky. Moving on up. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be fun. Great views. <laughs> That's why I'm doing um, it. That's why I want it for the views. <laughs> well, Cliff, I you know I don't want to deal with checks. Um, I'll take so cash. I just would prefer to take. Uh, well, I was just gonna say a debit card with unlimited funds on it. Oh, I'll just take monthly installments in cash, please. <laughs> there you go. Just it would be nice to have a big wad of cash handed to you every month. Wouldn't it? You know, I'll meet you on the park bench. You sit there with the shopping bag. <laughs> you leave it. I'll pick it up. It's like nothing ever happened. Okay. It's like just getting an allowance. An allowance, and Kendall, a ring. I don't. I don't really. My fingers are too fat. First of all, no shame, but they fluctuate in girth. So I feel like I would rather just have again, just add the cash into that briefcase or whatever. That <laughs> then I'll take it. I'll take it in cold hard cash. Sign your ex on the line, Santa baby, Santa baby and, and hurry down, down the, the chimney, chimney tonight. Cliff, hurry tonight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you just call my name? I did. The next item on my list is to help someone. Oh, that's like us, you know. When I think of the times that I, I'm outside of a store and I see one of those 
bell ringing Santas collecting change for the needy, I think. That's like us. He's helping people. Just like Kendall and I do when we do a little segment called Dear Cliff and Kendall. Exactly. Exactly what we do. I hit the nail on the head with that one, Kendall. I couldn't have described it better. Do you want to start? I'll I'll start. Sure. Let's see. Let me get my letter over here. Ooh, this is got some dust on it. Oh, my legs asleep. Uh oh, big start jiggling it. Right, not that hard. <laughs> it's too much jiggling. It'll. I won't be able to stop it once it starts. <laughs> you start. You're making your uh, coffee bounce over there. All right, Kendall. This one says, "Dear Cliff and Kendall, my husband and I get into a huge fight every December." He loves to decorate for Christmas, and since I am also a believer, I don't mind. But a few years ago, he got a new decoration, and it's an eyesore, Cliff and Kendall. It is an 11-foot-tall, inflatable baby Jesus. My hubby loves it, but I find it gauche, tacky, and it makes me sick. I think our Lord would be horrified, but my husband says it is his right as an American citizen to worship Christ in any way he sees fit. Cliff and Kendall, I want him to deflate the baby Jesus when my family comes over on Christmas Eve. I know they think it is offensive and frankly an abomination. My husband refuses. He says that that's the one night of the year the baby must be inflated. What do we do, Cliff and Kendall? I'm afraid our views on the inflatable Christ child may drive us to divorce. And that's signed beleaguered in Busheltown. Oh, Kendall, would you please solve their problem? <gasps> well, of course I will. Of course I will. That's what I'm here for. That's what Look, he's here for. If, you know, if your husband is just adamant on having an 11-foot baby Jesus in the yard, then you just say, all right, then I've got my equal right to do what I want to do. Oh. And then pick... Pick your own inflatable to put there. I won't. I won't put any ideas in your head of what it could be. It could be a lot of different things. You, I mean, yours could be. Um, I mean, if you want to go really on the vast other end of it, it could. It could be Satan. You know, an inflatable Satan, or it could be something you know erotic. But anyway, and then your husband would be like, "Oh, I. I don't want that in the yard." Like, great. Well, then we'll both take them down, and then problem solved. Well, I don't think she sounds like the type, but, you know, (laughs) it's the the Christmas season, Kendall, and you're allowed to give anybody whatever advice you want. I consider it helped. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll leave that one half in and half out of the helped pile, okay? All right, if if you insist. (laughs) Cliff? Yeah? I'm having, not me. Dear Cliff and Kendall. Oh, obviously. I thought you. Okay. I'm having an issue with my longtime best friend. Uh, we no longer live in the same state, uh, but we talk several times a week and try to visit every year. We uh, both love crafting, and two years ago, I started making her a big, beautiful, counted cross stitch, uh, and it had, and I had it custom framed. Uh-huh. And she also belches all the time. <laughs> um, the project took several months, and she knew I was making it. She offered. I didn't ask to make me a quilt from T-shirts I had collected over the years from various places I had been. Uh. So, <coughs> excuse me, I cut the logos off the shirts and mailed them to her, and she told me it would take her only a week to make the quilt. That was two years ago. Uh. I have been, it's been a year since I drove six hours each way to deliver my cross-stitch gift to her, and she still hasn't made the quilt. I have since moved even farther away I miss home, and I really want the quilt. I've asked her about it several times. The quilt would mean so much to me now that I'm more than a 1,000 miles away, but she keeps making empty promises about finishing it. (laughs) I'm so hurt about the whole thing that I'd like to ask her to return the T-shirt pieces to me. That way I could at least hire someone to make the quilt for me. Am I being unreasonable? And that's waiting in Busheltown. Uh, I'm going to try to answer this one as well as you did the last one. Okay, Kendall? Uh Uh-huh. All right, so I think this woman, she should, you know, go to her friend and give her a quilt that has maybe the devil on it or <laughs> maybe a quilt that has, I don't know, has something erotic, maybe a sex scene on it. And, and you give her a little taste of her own medicine, how she feels, you know, sort of the opposite 
way of like the quilt instead of not getting the quilt that you do want is is getting a quilt that you don't want and so you get sort of the same uh feeling out of it and i think that really could show her a lesson put that one half in and half out of the helped pile (gasps) well cliff you know it's like how i've been working on your christmas present for two years ago for two years uh see if you gave me uh you know a devil <laughs> something what, what with the devil say? on <laughs> it. Maybe some yeah. erotic. A, a quilt with the devil on it. I'd be like, look at this cool devil quilt Cliff gave me. See? I think it's we can all agree that off. everyone would like a devil quilt. But that's, that's maybe not the best example. But something evil, <laughs> something with picture people might be murdered on it or something awful. Who would love an inflatable devil inflatable in your front yard? It's, again, that's not the point. Of course we would love it. It's not. It's not <laughs> here or there. All right, Kendall. I've got to uh, go, and I want to see if they ever found that cold medicine. And I've got to, you know, take some myself because of uh, this illness that someone, wink, wink, listeners. I think we all know who uh, brought it Charles. in to the. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got a six pack of that cold medicine. Um, I'm gonna have check. I've got a few six packs of a few different things. All right, we'll be right back after this, baby. After this, don't touch that dial. There's more sass on the way. Stay tuned for more Cliff and Kendall coast to coast. Monday when Alf gives the tree a real trimming. Merry Christmas! Will the family give him the axe? Let's move on to New Year's. Now, a Christmas gift from Radio Shack. Before Christmas, they claimed they were bored. But then I found Radio Shack's incredible selection of electronic games. He's rescuing the fair maiden with the Kingman games. She's exploring dangerous new worlds with Zackman. And with the alien chase game, he can do space battle with an opponent or by himself. <clears throat> there are more gifts if anyone's bored. I won! Fascinating electronic games from $7.95 to $59.95. Only at Radio Shack. And now, whether you like it or not, Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Baby, an outer space convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby, and hurry down the chimney tonight. How to learn, how to learn, how to learn, how to learn. Think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. I said it. Next year, I could be oh so good if you'll check. Off my Christmas list, but oh, but oh, Santa honey, I want a yacht, and really, that's not a lot. I've been in an angel all year since a baby, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Enough sand, enough sand, enough sand, Santa cutie, there's one thing I really do need the deed to a platinum mine. Back, welcome back, 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 and uh, then did that again real quick. And, <laughs> and then I did it three more times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kendall, you know, it's the holidays and we're all in misery and we're eating and <laughs> and we're belching <laughs> and we're belching some more. That's just one of the things about it is all that it is. <laughs> oh, could you imagine if you're at Thanksgiving dinner and <laughs> you just went, <"Bleh."> <laughs> past the cranberries. Past the cranberries. Once I uh, was at Thanksgiving dinner and my dad had been playing, or he was then currently at the time of the dinner playing record. You know, he had a big new record player and was playing mm-hmm. records. This was pretty recently not in the late 70s when it sounds like. (laughs) Uh, But I don't remember what it was. I think it's a Judy Collins record. But it had the start of some song had a a pretty long thing of uh, whale sounds. And it was just kind of funny that we were all eating mass quantities, just woofing, woofing down food. And then in the background, 
you know, there's the whale sounds. But anyway, that's a holiday memory that I'll always cherish, Kendall. And they can't <laughs> take that away from me. No, no, no. Oh, I now, just made, oh. Yes, what? I was going to say, it just made me think of if somebody was at Thanksgiving dinner and our show just came on, as everybody was shoveling in mass quantities of food, and we're just like, Bleh. <laughs> Right, or the sound of just, you know, pigs yeah. oinking madly in a slop trough. But, you know, that's just, I ain't that America, you and me. So now, we need to have Mrs. Potter Butter Butter and Mr. Snodbottom in here. Are they too ill to participate? Well, I, 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 guys, come on, why don't you come on in? We're going to do something weird. Oh, 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 dear. Oh, but we're so we have the chills. We were under the covers. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe if we drag our electric blanket here inside the booth, sugar lump, we'll do you have an extension cord, candle bar. Did you, what? But did you put the Mickey Mouse Snuggie I bought the both of you on? That'll keep you warm. It's like it'll cover you with like a hood. No, no, I think that it's not flame retardant. I wouldn't put it on. Oh dear, it's too beautiful to wear. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, precisely, sugar lump. Uh, okay, well, I'll buy that. All right. Well, well, I forgot what you asked us, boys. So we'll be we'll be seeing you later, there, boys. Oh no, no, no! We have some weird news to right. share with you. It's still it's weird. You know, would you want to hear something weird? Our wonderful segment that is oh, dear, we're, beloved. We're way too sick for such a for such a thing, oh, dear. Oh yes, the thought of it is making me sicker, boys. Oh no, it's like you don't understand. It's like one of those things you just have to go through and you'll feel better after you get through it. It's like where they get, make you really hot, you know, to sweat out your temperature or whatever. Oh, well, he does have a point. Uh, 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 only if it's medicinal powers. <laughs> All right, let's get it over with. <laughs> All right, Cliff, why don't you start us out this time? All right, I have got some weird news. Everybody that I wonder if you want to hear. And here it is. Now, something crazy happened in Texas. You know, I need, it does. need I say more? I guess I probably should. A Texas woman had an early holiday surprise when she found a possum hiding in the branches of her Christmas tree. A video posted to where but TikTok shows the possum hiding inside the tree in the woman's house. Kendall, and the woman says she doesn't know how it got there. No doors were left open. She said she heard noises arriving uh, when she, home from work, and she heard it, and but initially thought it was just her dog or her cat. You know, she's one of those people like you, Kendall, just has a bunch of wild animals roaming around <laughs> the house. And it's a funny squeaky sound. <laughs> she eventually got up to <laughs> investigate and saw a long rat tail sticking out of from her tree. <laughs> she donned rubber gloves and attempted to pull it out, but it was clinging tightly to a branch. You know how those possums do. Those suckers will hold on. She was able to pull it out finally, but it broke from her grasp and went under the couch. It's a horror movie. And the animal fled, and she tackled him like a football player, and it was just very skittish. And then that's just that's the end of the weird news item. I'm assuming it is outside now. Let us pray that it is oh, outside. Dear, well, that prayer would be a good thing at a <laughs> time like this. Yes, hallelujah to that suggestion there, boy. <laughs> oh, what a... A possum. Isn't That's that crazy? Horrifying. That makes the yeah. squirrel in Christmas Vacation seem adorable, like Rocky and Bowinkle showing up. Oh, I know. I I can only think of one worse thing, and that's like a skunk. Because mm. you know you're in trouble. You know you're in trouble. Uh, or a weasel. How are you going to get away out of that one? Weasel. Um, they're so right, violent. And oh, a weasel. Yeah, weasel. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right, Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, Mr. Snodbottom, yes. and Cliff. All right, Bob. Oh, <coughs> four men were charged in the theft of a golden toilet oh, at the birthplace no. of Winston Churchill. Uh. They was valued at forty uh, or five point nine five million dollars, and it was actually a piece of artwork titled "America," <coughs> and intended as a pointed satire about excessive wealth. 
by, a, by an artist, uh, Maruzio Catalian. It was part of an art installation, and of course, somebody just had to break in. Uh, four men broke in, ages 35 to 39, and they just stole that golden toilet. If that doesn't say it all. So it was made out of real gold? Uh, yeah, and full, a fully functioning golden toilet, well, completely made out of gold. I think then that's a happy ending then, because somebody, you know, it was garish and disgusting, and I understand that you know we're artists from Watkins Art School, <laughs> and we get it. We don't even have to read the artist statement to understand, but you know, I think that's an appropriate reaction to an actual golden toilet no matter what it's uh valued at whether it's art or a real golden toilet that lunatics may or may not possess well the the stealing is part of the art now i love it that's like i said that's <laughs> a happy ending of the movie there that's fantastic Oh, dear, oh no, uh, stealing is never appropriate, power, especially not a toilet. Why, that's something people need and use. Oh, yes, dear, like when people are sick, they may need a toilet. Uh, well, let's stop the toilet talk, all right, everybody. I've got something a little bit more appropriate, a little bit more holiday for everybody. A California cabin owner. Oh, no. Oh, no. She arrived at her property to find her deer statue was damaged, and she checked her security <laughs> footage to reveal the culprit, oh, gosh, was a buck with romance on its mind. Dolores Eastman Runt said the deer statue's legs <laughs> were broken when she returned to her Camp Nelson cabin. So she checked the footage from her ring security camera. I'm, you know, all these ring security cameras in use today, Kendall. You know, that makes me afraid to urinate outdoors uh, these days. <laughs> the, you used to you just <laughs> urinate wherever you feel like it. That was the beauty of Earth. All right. The footage. Oh, dear, please. No one should ever do that. Oh, let's not ever bring up bathroom matters, Mars. Well, the footage showed an amorous, read, horny male deer approaching the statue, which is used for crossbow practice and attempting <laughs> to bang it. And she said another deer, possibly the same one, came back a week later for sloppy seconds. And oh. it sent both of them, the deer and the uh, sex toy deer, <laughs> falling to the ground. Oh, dear. <gasps> oh, dear. Cliff, when you first started that story and you said uh, the woman's uh, deer statue, I thought you meant like her deer statue. She loved that statue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deer statue. It, was, it took me a second. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, well that was, that was a little too much for me, dear. Oh, yes, now I feel even sicker than ever. Sugar lump, oh my. Oh, uh, well, this one last one will make you feel better. I'm sure of it. Alright. <laughs> there is a shocking video that you may have seen or heard about. Um, that shows uh, the goings-on recently of a ride at my, one of my favorite theme parks, Disneyland. Oh, the naked guy. The naked guy just jumped out of the boats on the small world and started walking around, just, you know, hanging out, doing whatever he wanted to, and then he just started taking off his clothes. And he was just, like, sitting in the water up on the... Yeah. Uh, one of the, the, you know, like, the fake water, like the wind billows. And then finally, he took off all his clothes outside, and they security came and took him and blanketed him and took him away. Now, do we know, was he doing that just to be rude, or was there something, like, wrong with him? I have no idea. I, I was reading a little bit of something... And it said that uh, someone thought he was under the influence of something, but I don't know. I don't know if that's confirmed or who said it. Oh, uh, well, maybe he was whacked out on wowie sauce. I mean, let me tell you, you know, that if anywhere to be taking drugs, that is probably not the best place well, <laughs> with all these tiny little creatures on the small world, you know. I know. I hope it is something as innocent as just being whacked out on wowie sauce. All right, no, don't get, just sit back down. I got one more for you. If Kendall gets to do one more for Christmas, and so do I. And mine is this one, you know, everybody, 
Colin Blake and his wife were spending the evening in the south of France on a cruise ship, and they had just docked on their 35th wedding anniversary trip soon. And, you know, I, you guys are almost neck and neck now, Mr. Snodbottom, Mrs. Potter, Butterbutter, and you, Kendall, and you and Susan. Y'all are both practically have been married for 35 years. Might as well round up to that. Feels like it. Round it up. Round it up. Like everything else. Uh, but anyway, they docked. They're having a fabulous time when Colin's toe swelled up and turned purple. The, talk about a purple nurple. This was on his toe, everybody. Yikes. The following day, he visited the onboard doctor who told him, Yikes. I don't know how he broke it to him, but he said that a Peruvian wolf spider had bitten him and laid eggs in his toe. Oh, no. And wolf spiders, which are not poisonous, everybody, don't worry about that. Yikes. But they're often found in the French port city on cargo ships. And the, he said, the man with the toe and the spiders in his toe, she, he said, my wife thought it might be because I had new sandals, but it was actually spider eggs. Uh, the doctor cut oh, his toe open, causing the spider eggs to pour out. Just well, I'm going to have to leave. Think about that for a while. After the, while, after the holiday, Mr. Blake went to the hospital where doctors prescribed antibiotics. But four weeks later, he noticed something peculiar in his toe. On another visit to the doctor, they discovered one of the eggs had hashed into a small spider and was stuck under his skin. He said they believed the spider was making its way out, eating it's oh, dude, Kendall out. has passed out. <laughs> Can you give me some spider for the bird? Would you take that church bulletin that you're holding and wave it over his face oh, to wake him back course, up? Of course, dear. Of course. And, but anyway, Mr. Blake chose not to keep the dead spider when asked by the medics, and I proclaim that is weird. <laughs> oh, God. What happened? What happened? <laughs> I'll fill oh, you in God. later. Kendall, it was a spider. It was living under his skin. In his toe. Oh, there he goes again, dear. Oh, 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 oh my bowels don't like the thought of that at all. Oh, dear, we have to get you out of here and lay you down immediately. He needs to lay down flat to get better, dear. We're going to have to lay down. Come on, dear. Let's go. All right, you guys go. Kendall, Kendall, wake up, wake up. Oh, my God, what happened? What happened? Wake up. We're just talking about some weird news. You'll hear it when you listen back to the show. Don't worry. Nothing. It's just disgusting. But it's it's not here nor there, Kendall. It's not something that Santa Baby <laughs> would bring. Oh, yikes. I hope that Santa Baby doesn't bring a lot of those with him this year. <laughs> well, hope in one <laughs> hand, shit in the other, and see which one gets filled up first, Kendall. All right. No, Cliff, it's time to count down. Oh, the list of the items on Santa Baby. I didn't think through that really quickly. Uh, the list of items asked for by Eartha Kitt and Santa Baby. All right. So the top six. We're doing a, a mini exactly. countdown. All right. Yeah. Oh, let me get the. You better get a space. Christmas space going. coin. Christmas. Oh yeah. Oh, it is. This one. I have a green one. So. Uh, All right. Call it. Tails. For Christmas tales. Tales it is. All right. I think number six. Well, uh, six I think could be a ring. Could it? Could, it could be a big ass ring that you're getting. Oh yeah, it's up to yeah. you. Sky's the limit. Yeah. So it could be like a Super Bowl ring full of diamonds. Cliff, I think that's a good choice. The ring, because yes, you can make it whatever size you want. There you. There you go. Kendo. There you go. Simple as that. Number six. Simple as that. That was number six. Number five on the list of, uh, of things in the... Why do I keep saying it? Number five. <laughs> five alive. Five alive. Now, Cliff, you... Uh, actually, I have an honorary mention to talk about. Mm. And that is uh, Santa's actual autograph because she says sign your ex on the line i know that uh, wouldn't make it to the top six but i think that'd be a pretty good gift too but the real good. the real number five a 54 convertible light blue is a great gift it is great i guess that is where that falls but it is such a great gift 
That's still, I mean, that's fun. You know, even if I didn't get the Batmobile. Oh. Well, oh, but that was our Christmas list. This is her Christmas list. I know, but I'm saying, Kendall, it's one of the many things you've misunderstood tonight in this episode. And and one of the many things in my life. Another way homer, you'll get it on the way home, Kendall. Got it. We uh, pack up and go back to Busheltown, and we're all well. Uh, of course, probably the kids are all going to get it, and Crockpot's going to get it. We'll have to stay here and nurse them for a few days. And it's a vicious cycle. goes the whole damn week. All right. Kendall, I think number four is, I think a duplex is number four. A good old duplex. I hope I get both sides, at least, <laughs> in this duplex. Yay, yay. Oh, it's like two for the price of one. Yay. Two for the price of one. That would be fun, because then you could have a guest on the other side, and you wouldn't have to like really look at them all the time, you know? <laughs> or... You can have one side for entertaining, so you never have to, like, clean up when people come over. Or you have one side is normal, and the other side is your own personal mall of all Ooh. the things that you want. You make your own mall on the See, other side Earth of the duplex. See, knew what she was talking about, asking for duplexes. Oh, that's great. You know, Kendall, I was just thinking about... Yentl and how this is, you know, your vision, like that was Barbara's vision. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, one thing that struck me is that Yentl is 40, 40 years old. That oh. is when Yentl came out. And, you know, the part of you may be saying, okay, yeah, it seems like a while ago. That was, you know, it's pretty old. But here's the fact that I think is fun. Yentl is is 40 years ago, but when we started this show, Yentl was a movie from 23 years ago. And now, like uh, some movie from the year 2000, like Moulin Rouge. When we started this show, Yentl was like Moulin Rouge, everybody. (laughs) And now, Yentl might as well be It's a Wonderful Life. Might as well be, uh, you know, uh, whatever, one of those early talkies, the jazz singer. It's 40, 40 is the same thing. But wow, it used to just be Moulin Rouge. And that's just what I was thinking about your vision. And I was also thinking that this show is stuck so closely to your vision. It's one of the reasons why it's succeeding so. And I was wondering if your vision included an emergency segment that Cliff, you must think I'm a moron <laughs> right if I didn't leave now. room for an emergency, some sort of segment. Well, Kendra, it's time for an emergency Christmas edition of Tubular Trivia. Oh, that's that's my favorite kind. These are five questions about the 80s. Kendall, speaking of 40 years ago, the decade that brought us Yentl. And much other wonderful things as well. You know, I'm really good at this. You are. And if you get all five, you get to choose the themes for the next 100 episodes of Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. So. Will it be a Christmas miracle? May the Christmas spirits be with you, Kendall. Here we go. Let's go in chronological order. What was the best-selling Christmas album of the year 1980? Uh, Sesame Street Christmas. Oh, should have been, could have been, wasn't. It was (laughs) Christmas in the Stars, the Star Wars Christmas album, Kendall. I would have never gotten that one, so... Well, you know, and a lot of people might say, Cliff, why don't you hold off, build a little tension, do a little foreplay like you're always telling Kendall to do, and I'm going to say this to you. It's a gift along the Christmas level to Kendall to go ahead, let him blow it up front, and then that way yeah. you're not, he's Less stressed. Yeah, he's not stressed, and then if he blows it, the third question, the fourth question, et cetera, et cetera, it's less of a crushing blow. And now... Cliff, you know my motto, fell often and early. <laughs> and yeah, you just gotta, you know, you can relax and enjoy the rest. And, so, and then it's just kind of fun to see if he comes away with his dignity or not. All right. Yeah, this is the fun part. So the next one, let's see what year. Oh, according to <laughs> Metro.com, 
What was the best toy of Christmas 1983? G.I. Joe? G, you know. It was... Candle, you must have been a beautiful baby. Now, you must have looked like one of these at one point. I know I did and do. The Cabbage Patch Kids. Candle. Oh, I still look like a Cabbage Patch Kid. There you go. This is what happened. This You're the face of the Where Are They Now? Cabbage <laughs> Patch Kids. This is what they turn into. Edition. All right, Kendall, name one of the three hosts of the 1984 Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade. 1984? 19, 1984. Oh. Yes. Was Dolly on there? Nolly. Mm. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you there were no Dolly-level hosts of the okay. parade. Uh, Betty White. Oh, no. No. I will say there's one person who's sort of Betty White level in that they're kind of... Uh, no, that's, she's too big. Oh. I was going to say Carol Burnett, but she's way too big. All right. Well, that's a, more than three guesses, so that's more than three chances to name all three, which you did not I do. I thought I only had one guess, but I just kept going. You let me. <laughs> Listen, for a minute, I forgot where I was. I think the cough syrup fumes. <laughs> it's getting to me. But anyway, Kendall, uh, it was Christmas. I was letting you guess just a few extra times. Uh, no dignity yet on the horizon. But Joan London, Bruce Jenner, and Regis Philbin, who I you know, can't say anything bad about old Reg. Oh. Yeah, I could have guessed ten times, and I wouldn't have got it. Well, I didn't say he would have. I just that it, those, those <laughs> were the hosts. All right, Kendall, that was 84. Now, what 1985 box office holiday bomb starred Dudley Moore as Patch the Elf? Oh, um, Santa Claus movie. Santa Claus the movie. There you go. All right, Kendall. That's a good one. You have a little bit of dignity, and here's the last <laughs> question. You don't want to spoil it. You though. have a smidgen. Let's see if you can get uh, a pinch. This will upgrade you to okay. a pinch of dignity if okay. you get this. What year did a Garfield Christmas first air on CBS? 1984. It aired for the first time. We were six on December 21st, 1987. Not too far off. No, well, you were in the 80s. There you go. You were in the, the right 80s. decade. There. So, a smidgen of dignity for Christmas, Kendall. I know that that all went according to the vision. And now Always. we're up to we three things left on the countdown are. Cliff, I think this next one would be great for us because. Uh, and th- this one, see, I'm not being selfish. It's not just for me if, if this is the scenario. I think it'd be great to have this for the two of us. Oh. I'm talking about a big old yacht. A and we yacht. can name it the, the SS Fatso or something. I would want And then underneath it, it could say, no shame for that. There you go. I like that in parentheses. <laughs> uh, I, you know, or uh, that's probably better. It's probably less of bad luck because my instinct, I would want to name it the SS Minnow after the. A Gilligan's Island boat, you know. Oh yeah, and I would just make a stipulation upon christening, no three-hour tours, and then no three-hour tours ever. That keeps you safe. Keeps you safe, uh, you know, in all the ways. Can on three-hour and ten-minute cruise. And then what I say to the people who scoff, I say, hey, go big or go home for the holidays. <laughs> Call us Hallmark. We got the trademark. This next one is... I mean, there's two There's two ways to look at it. I think either way you get it, you're coming out on top. But just because the theory is, to me... Well, this is better. All right, this is, this is where this comes in. Uh... Because if you you have this, you're going to have to hire a lot of people. You're going to have to do a lot of digging and excavating. And yes, there's a payday, but at what price? 
And I'm talking about not a platinum yours, Kendall, but a platinum mine. The deed. See, that's a good idea. That was good thinking. And that's why, you know, we make a good team because I was thinking platinum mine, but you're the one that's like, oh, we got to think about all the, the workers and all the things you'd have to go through to get your payday. Right. So you're right. Then, then if that's number two, number one, it absolutely must be some decoration. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> checks, Cliff. I want blank checks that I can fill out and buy anything I want. Sign your ex on the line. Yeah, because the theory also behind the checks is if these checks are from Santa's account, yes, your platinum mine may pay huge dividends. But this is the Santa account we're talking about. These are unlimited checks. And if you have the checks, it might help you. You know, you're not going to go as overboard. Uh, you know, if you're like, well, I'll write a check for that. You know, just what you really need as opposed to if you just have big chunks of platinum that you're trading now at the trading post. <laughs> you know, who knows what might happen. So, but anyway, Kendra, I think that it is so wonderful and indeed a Christmas blessing and miracle that we have honored another Christmas song and in the next hundreds and hundreds in the next 17 Christmases one can only marvel at the opportunities for future song honorings absolutely is the mayor of Munchkin City yes I was going to say, the only, I just hope that Santa's checks are, like, cashable everywhere and not just, like, at the first bank of the North Pole or something like that. I hope not. So then, then, then you would have to plan ahead and do large chunks and get the, you know, suitcase full of money. And a, a suitcase <laughs> is the big one. This big. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, I'm so sorry so to interrupt. But the, the cough medicine we've all been taking is not cough medicine. Oh. It's some... Natural ingredient Charles uses to put on his back. Oh, it's some sort of oh essential oil. Oh, it's the oil of some sort of mushroom or olive tree or something. It's, it, I hope it's just suppressed your coughs, though. It may be slimy. <laughs> and that's the main ingredient in cough syrup. I believe it's slime. Oh, dear, I feel a bit loopy myself. <laughs> I thought it smelled awful. It well, does smell Cliff, bad. I'm going to have to go get some real cough medicine because this stuff isn't working. Well, it's not working. The whiskey isn't working anymore. Kendall, I've got to go do a lot of things. I have so many. Uh, <laughs> I've got a laundry list of things. <laughs> a laundry list. I have Grubhub coming, and uh, I don't care how, how sick I am. I have a, a you know, large wad of food to eat. And, guys, I just want to wish you all. A Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday season from Cliff and Kendall. Oh, God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Sugar, oh, my bowels are very moved by your sentiment, dear. <laughs> Whoops. Whoa. Yeah. Santa cutie and fill my stocking with a duplex and checks. Sign your ex on the line, Santa cutie, and hurry down my chimney tonight. Come and trim my Christmas tree with some decorations bought at Tiffany's. I really do. Santa baby, I forgot to mention one little thing, a ring. And I don't mean on the phone, Santa baby, so hurry down my chimney tonight. Santa, I can hardly wait. Okay, 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 okay.